There's an interesting start, everybody. Good evening and welcome to the Denver Bronco Roundup. I am your host, Keith Brugman. This is the Denver Bronco Roundup podcast. Thanks for hanging out, being a part of part of the show, hanging out a little bit late because I promised I didn't try to be a liar. I didn't expect the game to go quite that late. Wanted to catch everybody, though. Wanted to catch up. Just like I want to catch up with this fantastic panel, I got to throw it over to the special guest because he's already on the screen. Mr. Kenny Kirkpatrick of the KNK Sports Show. Welcome in. How you doing, sir? Doing good. I feel like it's been months since I've been with you guys, but it's only been weeks. But uh, glad to be back tonight. Got the night off. Had been a great weekend of football. I know we're going to get into it, but thanks for having me tonight. Mm-hmm. Very excited to be back with you guys. The stepfather is back. The stepfather is has returned. Oh, my goodness. It sounds like a movie just like this guy <laughs> right down below. The Rocket Man, Trevor Salzman. Sounds like a movie to me. I think they actually they made that one already. But Trevor, welcome in. How you doing, buddy? Thanks for hanging out here late, man. Yeah, do they want to make a movie, another movie? Because, I mean, I'm down. <laughs> no, but no, uh, thank you, Kenny, for being part of the show. Again, we really appreciate you having you on here. You're legend, our mind. So thank you for joining us, and you're always welcome. Um, no, just crazy, just crazy weekend of football. Um, you know, just, just a lot of battles. You know, you've seen last weekend, it was like, I mean, these games were not even close. This weekend, they're all close. I mean, we're starting to get down to the nitty-gritty with these teams and really truly the best teams truly shine, I think, in these moments. And so it's going to be interesting when we uh, dive deep into these games. And, uh, yeah, just I hope everybody has having a great weekend and, you know, continue to to watch these good games going on. Yeah, why don't we start off right there, man? I wouldn't say all of them were fantastic. We did have one, one slow start talk about the texans ravens we really expected maybe the the texans to be you know put up a little bit more fight they've had such a fantastic season but they go in into baltimore end up losing 10 to 34 what'd you think about the game trevor and then i'll run it out with kenny yeah you know i i, I was close to the beginning you know was and that was a game that i thought would be closer to 10 10 at half 10 10 at half yeah, yeah exactly and baltimore scored 17 points in the fourth quarter you know that's pretty yeah, that's something it's still something a little hard to kind of overcome there right there but you know, i just again i uh you know it, it's a game that i, I expected lamar jackson to step up in and i think he did that i think he proved that he can be a not only a pocket passing quarterback but a quarterback that has mobility and he's shown that i mean he really took this game over he was our leading rusher 11 carries 100 yards and two touchdowns i mean that, that that's that's ridiculous from your starting quarterback that you just don't see that around the league these days and um yeah i mean i think again this is a houston team that i think is still a little they're a little ahead of the curve still 
right now. Um, you know, they're, I mean, it's really exciting if you're a Houston Texans fan, regardless of where you ended up in the playoffs, because you're in the playoffs yep. after being in an organization a couple of years ago that was just rebuilding throughout the, you know, throughout the whole, uh, you know, their whole franchise. And so just, I think it's an interesting game. It, it's, it was a game that should have been probably closer if it was, uh, if it, I think Houston would have played a little bit more clutch down, down the stretch. But um, overall, Baltimore, that's a really good team. And that's a really good team, I think, on both sides of the ball. And they're going to be dangerous. They're going to be dangerous. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs are going to have the work cut out for them next weekend. Yeah, already spoiling what one of the other games. Yes, the Kansas City Chiefs will be matching up. But let's talk a little bit more about that Baltimore Ravens game. Kenny, what were your thoughts on this? You're up in that East East Coast, Baltimore type of area, man. You get to see these guys a little bit more firsthand. What did you think about it's, the Ravens uh, and how they handled the yeah, Texans? Yeah, it's my local team here. It's uh, an hour away, a little over an hour away. We got them and the, the commanders close by. So I, I do follow a lot of the Ravens. And uh, this team got hot towards the uh, second half of the season, halfway through season, second half, and they proved to be the number one seed. They got the great, great one of the best coaches in football. But uh, as for the game, Trevor nailed it. Lamar Jackson was spot on. Defense, mm-hmm. Texans, for some reason, stayed away from their run game. And I think that's where it got to them because it was one one factor. And I said this uh, on uh, Clams and Claws uh, when we were on. I said 20-degree weather. It was 20 degrees and it was sing- almost single digits wind chill. And you got a Houston mm. team plays in a dome. That that's going to factor just like it did with the Dolphins, and it showed. Yep. You know, but hats off to Texans. Great great season. Uh, you know, I think they're going to be. Uh, they got. It looks like they got their quarterback. And boy, was I wrong about mm. him. But uh, you know, I think they showed like in these games, divisional playoffs. Your best. It's usually your best weekend of football, and the Texans yeah. were the surprise. Rookie quarterback, rookie coaches, you know, it showed. And, and the veterans got the best of them. And uh, looking forward to, to next week's uh, AFC championship. I think it's going to be a good one. Yeah. Speaking of champions. Oh, and one more name. Like, one more name oh, yeah. to watch next week. Dalvin Cook signed with the Ravens. They brought him mm-hmm. in late yesterday. I think he's going to be more of the feature back next week. Watch out for Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook, there you Yeah, late name added to the roster. Uh, one of the funny things is Melvin Gordon was a late deletion from the roster as well. So uh, <laughs> no longer in the hunt for another Super Bowl ring for uh, one Melvin Gordon. Speaking of champions, though, Michael Ronquillo coming in here and saying good evening, Keith, Trevor, and Kenny, and fantastic evening like to you. you. Nice to see you, sir, and uh, great supporter of the show. Thank you. I appreciate you so much. He's uh he's roundup royalty. Um, that's that's the way way we're doing another one. Maybe the queen of our roundup royalty, Miss Pearl Heater herself, saying hello to everyone as well. Uh, Michael's coming in and saying, "I'm feeling better now that Josh Allen ain't the Broncos QB because of his NFL playoff woes." Russell Wilson or Jaden Daniels are moved back in the draft. Go Broncos. Good points, good points, and we're going to hit that. Maybe we'll we'll just fast forward right to that game, man, because it just got done, guys. It's one that I know that everyone was watching. It's one that we all – it's the reason we were all waiting um, to, to come on the air. I knew that you would all be watching, and, well, I was watching too. So um, as Graham's coming over here in on YouTube, YouTube saying, I'm so disappointed, when will we not see the Chiefs deep in the playoffs? He said he's sick of it. But at the same time – 
I got to give Graham a little hats off. Guys, remember, drawings coming up very soon. Drawing, giveaway. We have some training camp memorabilia. We have a 1998 starting lineup. John Elway figurine that we're going to be throwing in as well. It's all going to be possible if you head over to YouTube and type winner. That's W-I-N-N-E-R, just like Graham did right there. But let's hit this game, guys. The winner in this game, unfortunately, because of maybe because of, you know, echoes of Scott Norwood, wide right, wide right. Um, boy, Buffalo Bills came up short again versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Kenny, take it away. What did you think about this fantastic game we just got done watching? Yeah, it was definitely fantastic. Like you said, before that, I do want to thank you, Keith, and everybody at Denver Bronco Roundup for introducing us to people like Michael and Pearl who follow us now. So I do want to give them a shout out as well from the K&K Sports Show side of, of things and Graham as well. Uh, guys are always, you know, a welcome addition and we uh, love having you in, in all of our shows that you join us for. Uh Hey, the game was was exciting from the beginning. It was nonstop offense. Neither defense could stop anybody in the first half. Uh, second half started the same way. Chiefs came right down the field. Mm. Buffalo got stopped, and then the bonehead play that we were talking beforehand. I know some people are saying it wasn't bonehead. Bills couldn't stop him, but Demar Hamlin on the fake run stopped short. People mm -hmm. don't realize that was Demar Hamlin. A lot of people don't recognize that. That was Demar yeah. Hamlin got in there. You know, they didn't even really recognize that on on CBS. And shame on them. Shame on them. Yes, Romo and Nance. They really didn't point that out that it was Demar mm -hmm. Hamlin in there. So, shame on them. But back to the game. They got lucky with the the turnover. The Cole Hardman and Andy Reid once again got saved, and he does this a lot. He gets trick trick plays at the goal line. And they backfire sometimes on him. And he got way too fancy there. All you had to do was run power with Pacheco and, instead of getting fancy. And he got saved. But uh, yep. came down to the field goal. You said wide right. Josh Allen made some mistakes towards the end when it came down to crunch time. And uh, the Chiefs moved on. But I got a thing. I want I want everybody here, uh, Keith and, and Trevor, Michael, Pearl, Graham. I know you always follow Kurt on his Wednesday show. 10 p.m. Uh, Eastern time, 8 p.m. Mountain time. You all need to come on and ask him, is Patrick Mahomes washed up? Because he said he was washed up on our show. I could call him out because he's my best friend. Patrick Mahomes is washed up. We all got to ask him, is Patrick Mahomes washed up on his Wednesday show? Let's fill up his comment board. I love it, man. It was a fantastic game, back and forth, but, man, Echo not, not only echoes of Scott Norwood, but echoes of you know games past between these two teams. Where man, it just seems like the Buffalo Bills once again just come up a little bit short, have all the opportunities almost laid out right there in front of them, but just can't get it done. Man, it, it was a tough, tough game to to watch as we all probably wanted the Chiefs to lose. Trevor, what were your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I mean, once again, Patrick Mahomes shines again when he needs to. Um, you know, again, I think uh, Josh Allen missed a couple of throws um, that he didn't seem too confident in, and so I just he got a little shaky down the stretch. And I just you got your your quarterback, your franchise quarterback, needs to be able to make those throws. That's why, you know, we were talking about it a little bit before the show here. Um, that's why I'm a little hard on Josh Allen. I mean, he's getting paid like a franchise quarterback. I know mm. he is a franchise quarterback, but again, 
you got to step up and make those throws when your your team needs you. And again, in my, in my opinion, um, you know, I, uh, the Chiefs, you know, they, they ran the football, I think, more effectively in the second half. Isaiah Pacheco, I mean, that's a guy that Buffalo really struggled to stop, uh, you know, almost six and a half yards average on the ground. Um, I know he didn't get a lot of carries, but he that's still – that's huge. It's bigger than what some may think because you know, that opens up the pass in a lot of more ways. Um, you know, Josh Allen's your – when Josh Allen's your leading rusher, I mean, he's not Lamar Jackson. Yeah. So, I mean, that's – it's difficult because you're putting all it on Josh Allen to throw – to to make uh, fluent throws when, you know, they're, the Chiefs defense, they're starting to come up and they're starting to pressure him. And they're also covering the, the receivers. And it really what that's what it seemed like in the second half. It really seemed like that just nobody was open. But because why? You can't – you're not running the football. You're not running mm-hmm. the football efficiently. Not just – not just not run the football, but you're not running the football efficiently. I thought yep. Kansas City did, did a better job of that. I know we'll go back and the field goal was definitely a missed opportunity, but that's where I think it starts right there on the offensive side of the ball with Buffalo. That's the difference for me. I thought first half they did a better job running the football. Second half they kind of got away from that, put the ball in Josh Allen's hand, and then, I mean, he he just didn't step up the way you need to. But I don't blame it all on him. It's trickles on down. There's multiple yep. different ways why this game where where went where it's at right now. Yeah, you know, even Joey Clams, as he was talking about, you, you, on our show, Joey Clams – fantastic fantastic special guest we've been bringing on each friday kind of been stealing over from the knk sports show so i appreciate it kenny um like he said man you know you look at the coach you look at the quarterback you look at third down conversion you look at turnovers you know and i forget there was one other but you start looking at those things and that's what you kind of determine how this how how a team's going to do how a team is going to do in the playoffs, how the team is going to do in general, right? And I wish I could remember the fifth. I'll go back and I'll learn Joey because he's full of knowledge and I know I should I know I know should have it at the tip of my tongue. But that being said, you know, hey, quarterback quarterback gets a little bit iffy in, in the playoffs. We saw that um, echoed in our comments in the posse here by Michael Ronquillo. So uh, Michael Ronquillo also jumping in and saying Bills couldn't stop running by, back Isaiah Pacheco from the Chiefs. Yeah. Once again, a balanced, balanced game. Uh, I want to hit um, Pearl real quick because she says, I was feeling like I used to with the Patriots. Not again. I wanted KC to lose. Guys, we talked about the uh, two AFC games, so we already know who the AFC championship is going to be. I'm feeling very, very good about the chances of Kansas City losing to the Baltimore Ravens. Let me... That was just a quick thought by me, quick thought by you, Kenny, on this game, because we'll end up teeing this one up a little bit more. We got to get over to the NFC matchups as well. Uh, wait, 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 I did Ravens. What do you want me to? Oh, oh no, the Ravens versus the Chiefs. That's oh, Ravens versus Chiefs. That's, My bad. What, what's, yeah. your, what's your just uh, quick little... initial thought on that game? Quick initial thought. I think it's going to be a back and forth game. I, okay. I, um, Ravens have got something special going on for them though. Don't, don't, the Ravens might make Bronco fans happy. I don't want to, I don't want to give too much hope for the, for the, for that, but it, I think you may be happy come next Sunday. I, I'm, I, and that's kind of what I was saying as well. But Trevor, you've, uh, you like to analyze all this. What are your thoughts on this game, man? 
Yeah, I think definitely, you know, it's I think it's in the uh, Ravens' favor. I can, uh, my mistake, it's in Baltimore as well. So that they're definitely going to be a home field advantage for them. Once again, Chiefs are going to have to earn it on the road. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that again, it's, I, I think Baltimore's defense, I think, is more prepared for this Chiefs offense than I think uh, Buffalo's was, in my opinion. Um, you know, and I think that again, the key is going to be can you run the football, keep Patrick Mahomes off the field as much as possible? I think Buffalo did a poor job of that in this game, especially the second half. You have to continue to run the football. Again, yep. Lamar Jackson is one of the best at that in the league. So, I mean, that's going to have to be on Kansas City's defense to, to keep him in check. And I think that's they're going to have an uphill battle, I think, doing that. It'll be a close game. Again, Patrick Mahomes, he's not washed. He's, he's the guy that he comes up clutch when he needs to. And so, I mean, it's going to be a close game. But I think that I like the Ravens' chances of coming out in this game. But I would not count out the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes because they've been not. in that situation consistently, it seems like. Yep, yep. It's going to be a heck of a matchup. Great AFC matchup. I um, mean, I wish our Broncos were there and we were talking about them. We all do. But talking about uh, getting back, I need to get back to the comment board. Rogers jumping in and saying biggest Ravens, Ravens fan next week only beat the Chiefs. Um, another one that I, I saw, Graham was coming in here and saying if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl again, let's just give props to Taylor Swift instead of the Chiefs. <laughs> and a big ha-ha on that as well. Michael Ronquillo reminding us that Von Miller finished his second NFL season with the Bills after the Bills lost to the Chiefs. Um, Martin coming in here and a couple of comments. One saying the Bills' defense was just too banged up. And, yeah, they did have a couple, Absolutely. you know, a, a lot of big injuries up and down that board. So his other big comment, guys getting in there, getting that entry into our giveaway, type it in W-I-N-N-E-R. That's winner over on YouTube, guys. That's the only way you're getting entered, winner over on YouTube. So uh, Michael Ronquillo's calling a shot, Detroit Lions for Super Bowl champions, uh, and he's saying they deserve it for their fan base. So uh, let's head over to those NFC games. Trevor, which one do you want to hit first, man? I'll let you kick it off. Uh, we'll go Lions and Tampa Bay. Uh, first, right. I, want to shout, I want to shout out. A uh, guy that graduates from the same high school as me, Jason Jason Light, the GM of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What a uh, what a great team he put together. Again, that was a team that some say, oh, you know, their head coach could be fired, or maybe this is a good a rebuild for their team. They come out and they are in the, in the divisional round in the playoffs. I mean, that's just, I mean, absolutely amazing. Plus, guess what? Baker Mayfield, veteran pickup in free agency, uh, just something that you know, as a Bronco fans, we should definitely stay tuned to going <laughs> into the next season. Because if Russell Wilson's not here. I'm just saying, I mean, there's, it, things can turn around the NFL really relatively quickly, so I'm trying to, to get to. Uh, but in this game, yeah, I just, again, I thought Detroit was the better team. They have the more of the playmakers. Um, I thought Dave Bay held into the game for the most part. Two interceptions for Baker Mayfield, a little tough to swallow um, there uh, for Tampa Bay's offense. Um, you know, but I thought Detroit did a good uh, good job getting everybody involved. Jamar Gibbs, I think, was uh, really showed up showed up in this game today. His speed just that's the type of running back you need in the NFL is a Jamar Gibbs type of running back. So just saying Denver, maybe at some point in time in the next two years we can get a running back for Jamar Gibbs. Um but <laughs> no, um yeah, you know, just I think this uh Detroit on both sides of the ball. I mean, you know, we talk about running the football, 114 yards against Tampa Bay's 89. That's balancing uh balancing uh, the offense out and that's really helping open up the pass. Then you open up passing yards, 277 passing yards. Tampa Bay had higher passing yards, but they did not run the ball efficiently, only 89 rushing yards. So, again, it just goes back to balance act on the offensive side of the ball mm -hmm. and continue to run the ball efficiently and play good defense. And I thought uh, Detroit had the better team here. 
Um, but I think Tampa Bay did a did all they could. They put all the energy they could, I think, out in this game and went as far as they could have went. Uh, before you get out of here, um, Baker to Denver, 2026. 2026, not 2024, <laughs> not 2025. What do you think? What if he signs a four-year deal? Uh-oh. I mean, then we're, <laughs> then we're out. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this one to Kenny and then get his thoughts on the game you were just talking about. I would pick up running back Saquon Barkley. What are your thoughts on the Broncos picking up Saquon Barkley? And then let me let me get your thoughts on this game that Trevor just got done talking about as well. Yeah, with Barkley, I mean, I, I think the, the Giants, which I'm a fan of, obviously, for those who don't know, I think the Giants are going to move on from him. And I do mm-hmm. not want to see him go to either Dallas or Philly. I think the Broncos would be a great spot for him. It's going to cost about 10 to $12 million dollars you keep Russell Wilson. You don't. Mm. You have that ten or twelve million dollars to spend, as opposed to using it for a bridge quarterback. That's the point I've been trying to make for weeks with Bronco chats and, and Bronco your Bronco show. That's the yep. way I think you got to go. If you could, Saquon Barkley would be a huge huge playmaker for the Broncos. I would all in on that, Michael. All in. He, he's he's not going to go do anything with the Giants offensive line. That's for sure. So agreed, man. Go agreed. Where I, he I, I would love and, and that. Career. Oh, I was going to say, I will jump on the, I want to have to bring Kenny back again for a little bit. Uh, we have a lot of topics we want to get to, man. Um, and you've just touched on one, that whole Russell Wilson topic, but I do want to get your thoughts on the Lions and the Buccaneers. I know that with your good friend Carson over there, man, you, you guys have been tuned into the Lions and exactly what's going on for, for their run. What did you think about this game, buddy? It's great. We've been rooting for him. Uh, you know, how can you not root for the Lions? You know, it's like not one, it's not like they're a fan of the Chiefs, they're a fan of the Cowboys, they're a fan of the Raiders. It's the Lions. Feel good story. They advanced to the AFC, uh, NFC championship. He took a video earlier. He ran out in his foot in the foot of snow that they have and did some snow mm. angels. He's he's ecstatic. But uh love it. Hey, the game, the game was what I expected. Uh hats off to the Buccaneers. They played even better than I thought they would today. Mm-hmm. Mike Evans had a huge game. Uh Baker Mayfield made a couple couple mistakes, but you know, I didn't think he would be perfect like he was last week. Uh on Detroit side of the ball, what what a rookie class, man! Jamar Gibbs and Sam Laporta. Yeah, you don't need to go get you don't need to go get Brock Bowers. You can find a tight end in the second round, third round. You just got to find them. Sam Laporta was picked in the second round last year by Detroit, yeah. and they hit a home run because he's come out to be the the best tight end in in that class by far, in my opinion. Uh, great game by them too, uh, Jared Goff. You get good Jared Goff, he's top five in the NFL. You get bad Jared Goff, and he's Jared Stidham. So let's hope we get good Jared Goff. <laughs> let's hope we get good Jared Goff next week, and we can get the, the Lions to their first Super Bowl. Uh, but, you know, they made they made the plays when it came down to it, and uh, hats off to them, and good luck, Carson, next week. Let's go. Let's go, Lions. Jared Goff, the old man, the old man in the playoffs now, you know, hanging out there trying to make that Super Bowl run compared to all these young kids. So, man, um, last game, man. Uh, Trevor, I want your thoughts on this. I, I I think the Packers really turned it on. They had an amazing second half. 
they got that push into the the playoffs. Jordan Love, you know, probably turned a lot of people's opinions around throughout this season. Um, that being said, is it does it say more about the uh, the 49ers or more about the Packers because the Packers came pretty dang close in a 24 to 21 game in San Francisco. What'd you think about this game? Yeah. I mean, I think it says something cause this is uh, Jordan loves first, first uh, playoff, you know, first year in the playoffs. So I think it does say something that he was able to do what he's able to do and really kind of cement himself long-term. I heard a rumor that the Packers might end up actually extending him after this kind of playoff run. I think he's really shown that organization something and goes to show you can find a quarterback in the first round and you can set him for a couple more a couple years behind a veteran. No, that's Aaron Rodgers. I understand that. But behind a veteran, he can learn. And then when the time is right, then you can put him in, in there and and give him the show. I mean, but you got to build up a roster. And I think that Green Bay Packers team, they had talent. I just don't think they had enough when it came to San Francisco. I always thought San Francisco, I thought this game would be actually more kind of, you know, a lot more towards the San Francisco direction. But it really was. And it was more of a closer game than I thought it might be. Um, but no, I just again, I think I think it comes back to just balancing act. I think uh, you know, run the football efficiently and, and passing. I mean, 245 yards from San Francisco, 111 yards rushing yards. Um, I thought uh, I thought uh, Brock Purdy really stepped up in this one as well. 23 for 39, 252 yards and a touchdown. I mean, that's uh, he really stepped up in this one. George Kittle uh, as well was was huge in this game. Um, you know, just, I just think that was a kind of a complete performance, um, by San Francisco, they stepped up when they needed to, but again, mm-hmm. says something to the Packers where they're at there. That's a team that's going to be scary. I think as time goes on, as, as love continues to develop as a quarterback, that that's something that's huge. This playoff run is huge for green Bay. Again, a team that Denver beat earlier this year, and we saw love and how he wasn't exactly that guy yet. Now he transformed into that guy this year. Now they want to build upon that. So just. Uh, you know, great, great performance by the by the uh, 49ers down the stretch. But um, I think I think it both for both franchises. I think you can take something away from that from this game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 49ers continue to build and see if they can get over their hump. They kind of feel like they have their own. They need to get past at this point. And and to for the for the uh, Packers to get to that point again, where they started to where they ended. Um, quite, quite amazing. Um, I Pearl was coming in here saying I was, it was a fantastic game and she was rooting for the 49ers. Um, yeah. Randy Gregory continues on with the 49ers guys. Just keep that in mind as well. Kenny, uh, did we already hit you on this game? No, we haven't hit you on this game, right? No, go ahead. No, I need to get I'll your thoughts as well, man. Sorry. I've no, no, thoughts be, going through my head. Be. I, I got to make sure I get everything in here. I'll start with the Packers. Uh, big loss, you know, Trevor nailed it. Jordan Love coming out party these playoffs. He faced the Cowboys two weeks ago, top defense in the NFL, 49ers, top defense in the NFL, had a chance to beat them. Okay. Made a mistake at the end. I don't hold that against them. Mm-hmm. Not blaming, I'm not putting the blame on the weather neither. The weather wasn't a factor. He made a mistake at the end of the game, but it was bad weather there. I think if the Packers had A.J. Dillon, you may see a mm. different style of game. Aaron Jones, great, great running back, but you know they didn't have the, the power guy in A.J. Dillon, and I think that could have True. worn their defense down a little bit. But I think uh, Jordan Love, no clear number one wide receiver. Christian Watson hurt most of the year. He came back these playoffs, but he wasn't 100%. 
Yeah. How can you not tell, tell me this guy is not going to be their franchise quarterback going forward? Again, you know, beating a dead horse with that. But Jordan Love, franchise quarterback, in my opinion. Uh, San Francisco, on the other hand, got away with it. They, they, they snuck away with a win, and a win's a win. But 49ers may have been a little exposed in this game. Lions, in my opinion, have an offense that is going to pass on that weak secondary. That secondary left guys wide open yesterday. And you got Amon Ron St. Brown, Laporta that we mentioned, Jameson Williams, Speedster. The Lions match up very good on both sides of the ball against this 49ers team. They, they have a good run defense and a, and a good uh passing offense so i look forward to that game next week and 49ers might be a little overrated but debo samuel curious to see about his injury status because that's gonna be a big loss for him if he can't go yeah and san francisco does it right man forget about second round tight ends could just go out and get your seventh round qb and that's the way you get it done baby that's (laughs) but honestly purdy i thought this was going to be the season that purdy kind of fell flat you know that things would kind of the magic would rub off and and things would kind of settle in the dust would settle and we'd find out exactly where he he was truly as a QB if that's the case man he's he's solidifying himself right near the top because he continues to win continues to win with and may some may say it's all the weapons around him it's that's what it takes you know there's many many times that that's you know, that's the case, guys. That's the case. You have to have all those weapons around you if you get all the way to the Super Bowl. I've yet to see a quarterback that has zero weapons around him win a Super Bowl. Yet to see it. So um, Purdy's looking Purdy's looking pur- Purdy. Um, Roger's coming in here just really quickly um, saying Miller reunion next season. Um, boy, he'd have to take a big hometown discount to come back to Denver, and I know that he talks about loving – the Denver Broncos and what he would do for the Denver Broncos. And he supports the Denver Broncos, but I don't know if he's willing to support it with his back pocket quite that much. That's my uh, thought just off the top. Um, anybody else have a different opinion, Trevor yeah. or, or Kenny? Yeah, no, Miller's not even a free agent this year. He's still under contract, $23 million. Oh, cap hit, so he's still on the, he'll be on the, on the bills, oof. but no, I wouldn't bring him back. Even if he was a free agent, unless it was very, very cheap. I mean, you can see his production just continuing to drop yeah. uh, ever since that Super Bowl yeah. win with the Rams. He's really dropped. It's unfortunate. So I love Von Miller. I, he's going to be a guy that's coming to the ring of fame one of these days, but I, you can't bring him back after that. And I don't blame Denver for trading him at the time than when they did. They needed to. You know, you know Trevor Keith, oh. it was like, I was just going to say, it was like LT, Lawrence Taylor from my Giants, you know, greatest mm-hmm. of all time, in my opinion, and a lot of opinions. Uh, when he got near the end, you, you could just see him. He wasn't the same same player those last couple of years. And it's unfortunate. You know, baseball, we talk about it. Miguel Cabrera, you know, same thing. Miguel Cabrera, Carson always talks mm-hmm. about how his, you know, different sport, different different uh, time of the year. But he, he deteriorated. So, Von Miller, yeah. I think I agree. I think he's get, hit the age where he's uh, starting to – the game's getting to him, unfortunately. Yeah. It might be getting into to him at this point, you know. Like you said, love Vaughn, love what he did. Um, but getting to things, I want to get to the chat board real quick. It's starting to light up again, real quick. And um, have uh, Martin coming in here and saying Purdy struggled a bit with the wet ball. 
if it's dry next week, Debo is healthy. They should win next week, in his opinion. Uh, young Tyrone coming in here saying it wasn't a mistake. The NFL is rigged, and you know it. Uh, a lot of talk <laughs> about that, man. There's a lot. Hey, when it comes right down to it, when you look at what the NFL is, it's not listed as a sports industry. It's listed as a French, as a a, a uh, entertainment industry. So shake it off, mind. Tyrone. Shake it off. Shake it oh, off. But, <laughs> uh, Taylor Swift. I mean, come on. They're trying to get her into the Super Bowl. There you I go. Agree. There you go. It, you know, it, like that would that would hurt the ratings. That would hurt the ratings. Um, <laughs> uh, Michael Ronquillo saying uh, Von Miller still has four years left with the Bills. Well, he's got a he's got an opt out next season in twenty twenty five. It's fifteen million dollars dead cap, and and if they don't, then it's three years, fifty two million dollars that they they will have to pay him. So if he doesn't produce okay. next year, I would imagine they actually make just cut him. Honestly, very good. There you go, bud. Um, well, one of the things I wanted to bring up, guys, and I, it's funny because, you know, we're so entrenched in ourselves, you know, as Broncos fans. Um, it took it took actually doing a little bit of research before this kind of came about. And what I wanted to talk about was, well, the Shrine Bowl and the fact that Davis Webb is going to be offensive coordinator for the West. But Kenny... Kenny, who's going to be the head coach for the West? Do you have Do you have any idea who that guy might be? <laughs> Is it going you to know? be Mike Kafka? How about that, buddy? Talk about it, man. A Is little bit really? of pairing up. Yeah, it's Mike Kafka. Is the uh, Is the head coach for the West? And um, going to be down there at the Shrine Bowl, taking a look at some prospects. What are your thoughts on Mike Kafka being head coach? And then, Trevor, I'll throw it over to you. What are your thoughts on Davis Webb getting the offensive coordinator? I, I I love it. I mean, you get to see. Oh, by the way, guys, uh, and I want to point this out to you guys as, as well as maybe our listeners, our viewers, our watchers. By the way, like, share, subscribe, Denver Bronco Roundup, Rocky Mountain Sports Network. We love you guys. Thank you guys so much. You guys have grown us a ton. But the way that these guys are actually brought in and they get these positions of head coach or offensive coordinator is they're voted on by their peers. So that says something, man. So take it away. Mike Kafka, head coach for the West Shrine game. What do you think? What are your thoughts, man? I love it. You know why I love it? Because he's our offensive coordinator and we've had a historically bad season offensive line. We've had, we have no true number one wide receiver. We have a tight end that is always hurt in Darren Waller. Uh, so on the offensive side of the ball, I love it. Like he can see, you know, scout some players. And I'm going to now, now that I mentioned it, because I didn't do my homework. I didn't know Kafka was there. I'm going to yeah. take a look at the, I'm going to take a look at the rosters. And then come draft time, I'm going to see, I'm going to have them mark down the roster. I'm going to have it printed out and see if the Giants take anybody or the Broncos take anybody from that East-West Shrine game. But I, yeah. I love it. And for Davis Webb, he was the Giants quarterback a couple of years ago. And maybe yep. he might go and do some scouting, but he may may also maybe audition him for backup quarterback job for the Broncos as well. So, you know, maybe <laughs> there you put go. his name in the mix for Sean Payton. <laughs> <laughs> coach, coach, put me in. I'll drop the clipboard right now. Don't worry. I got it in me, man. Um, yeah, some notable names that these guys will be uh, – taking a look at uh jordan travis quarterback florida state will be down there at the shrine bowl 
Uh, Frank Gore Jr., running back, Southern Miss. Um, he'll be down there. Uh, wide receivers, um, Taj Washington, wide receiver, USC. Malik Washington, wide receiver, Virginia. Uh, a couple of big names there. Uh, Jalen Coker, um, wide receiver, Holy Cross. Uh, tight ends, uh, Dallin Holker, uh, tight end, Colorado State. He's an older prospect, started off at BYU. Uh, so that's a good tight end to look at. So, yeah, you got your... I mean, I'm not going to go through the entire roster, but those are your kind of skill positions on offense, Kenny, that the, these guys might be taking a look at and that Davis Webb might be taking a look at. Trevor, what do you think about Davis Webb getting voted to be offensive coordinator um, down at the Shrine Bowl? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of that's connections that him and Kafka clearly have a connection. You know, I wouldn't, I actually would uh, keep my eyes open for that down the, down the line if Kafka, Kafka ever gets a head coaching job somewhere. Davis Webb might go mm -hmm. with him. I mean, honestly, so just keep it on that down the line. But yeah, I mean, again, I just think that's where Denver's at right now. You have to think about, hey, maybe we don't go quarterback first round. Maybe it's not even second round. Maybe we start you know, rounds three through seven. Maybe that's where we can find our guy. Um, I think it's a it's a great opportunity for Denver to capitalize on uh, getting a quarterback late in the draft. You know, because again, you're not just a quarterback way. You need multiple uh, different holes filled. I think throughout the draft, you're only going to be able to do so much in free agency. So. I think I think I think it's wonderful. I think uh, you know gives gives him another chance. Davis will have another chance to uh, kind of sh show what he's got as an OC, not just a quarterbacks coach. Yeah, quick riser, man, goes for right from like you know being in the NFL, you know, holding his helmet to holding the clipboard to all of a sudden he's now he's down at the Shrine Bowl being an offensive coordinator. Uh, what a great what a great opportunity for him, man. Um, see what he can do with it, and you know an opportunity to scout as well do a little additional scouting and, and certainly get an inside feel for some of these guys that you really wouldn't get in any other way, shape or form. So another piece I want to hit real quick. Uh, what we, I always say real quick, let's take our time on this one. <laughs> another piece I want to take some time on guys. No, um, Michael Ronquillo brought it up. It was kind of another piece that we were talking about when it came to some of our coaches. And that's the fact that Christian Parker, was interviewed for the defensive coordinator for the Patriots last week. So something that we've been kind of hoping would the day would never come is the day, in your opinion, Trevor, that Christian Parker leaves the Denver Broncos organization and, and moves up in position and with a different team. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think uh... – you know, it's, it's definitely something that to keep an eye on. You know, there's Christian Parker's name has been floating around there. It seems like for a couple of years now, he was part of that. He was part of that Vic Fangio staff. It's carried over you know, a couple of staffs now. So on to Sean Payton. So, yeah, I think, you know, I think it's, I think it shows that Denver, they don't value him as the DC. I don't think, because why would you let him interview with another team? If he, you would promote him to your defensive coordinator. That's why I think Vance Joseph is likely back. Christian Parker will probably, if he goes somewhere, it'll be for a DC job. Other than that, I think he stays put. But it'll be—I don't know how likely he is that he gets that position there um, with the Patriots. But I think it's definitely interesting, and uh, I think someone needs to take a shot at him at some point in time. Again, this defense uh, for the Denver Broncos—they've been pretty solid uh, for over the past couple of years, and I think you know, especially that secondary. Um, you know, it's just so, and he's really developed a lot of good players. You know, throughout throughout that secondary. So definitely, I think a guy that deserves, deserves a shot. Not sure if it's this year or not. I don't know if, if New England wants to go over a veteran presence, you know, as far as D.C., or they want to go younger uh, younger D.C. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll end up seeing what, what goes on with that. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely intriguing. You know, maybe he, maybe he might get some other 
interviews down the line, you know, as these head coaches start to come and play and start get, finding jobs. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, and he's part of their acceleration program in the NFL as well. Uh, that's another thing that kind of worries me. He's been looked at and and gleamed upon uh, for quite some time. So I want to get your thoughts on this as well. Is Gerard Mayo and Christian Parker a good uh, fit there, Kenny? What are your thoughts? I like the what, what I hear from Trevor, and I've seen, you know, your secondary was good. What's the uh, – uh, McMillan was his name, right? The other corner. Yep. Is it my my game. McMillan. Yeah. We all know Pat Sertan's a lockdown, but the secondary was strong point in Denver. So, mm. but pairing him up with Gerard Mayo, I like the route. Now look how it was last year with Nathaniel Hackett and all young coaches. It was a nightmare. I like the veteran coaches coming in to to maybe help out the the rookie coach. I'll give you a team to watch out for, for for Christian Parker. Aaron Glenn is getting a lot of interviews with Detroit, the defensive coordinator. They have – their weakness is secondary. He would be a good pickup for Detroit if Glenn gets a head coach job somewhere mm. after after he, after the, the season's over. So yeah, he always predicts a, a good spot for him. I agree, man. You know, you always see those exits that end up happening, you know, and um, that's what, and that's an, especially with those, you know, playoff teams, championship type of teams, AFC, NFC, Super Bowl, you know, yeah, all your coaches end up getting pilfered off of your uh, roster and you need to find, you know, those guys to come up and fill those holes. That might be a, a great, I, I hate to say anything because I want this guy to stay a, a Denver Bronco. But being down at training camp, talk about a guy that has fantastic communication with his players, that has the respect of his players, that feels and looks and plays the part of just an immense, immense, immensely fantastic coach. I mean, just just fits the mold. You know, you can just see it, you know. So I understand why he's part of this accelerated program. I understand why he's getting a look. I just hope he ends up continuing to be a Denver Bronco because I think – He's very valuable. You know, coaches are valuable. And um, he's a, he's going to be a good one. He's going to be a fantastic one. So um, uh, Young Tide Roan was coming in here, and I had to make sure. He said, Wade Phillips not doing anything. Actually, he's he's head coach of the, uh, of the uh, San Antonio uh, team for the new United Football League, which was the USFL and the XFL that now combined. So he'll be coaching come March here, um, just right around the corner. So – not that I don't think that a team could woo him uh, um, to come to the NFL. I think that's certainly a possibility. I don't think that's the end of the line, or does he want it to be the end of the line as well? So um, the Broncos have announced the passing of Broncos radio broadcaster and Broncos Ring of Fame committee member uh, Larry Zimmer today. I did see that as well. Um, so rest in peace, Larry Zimmer. Um, so always sad to hear and, and uh, haven't been bringing up enough news like that, whether it be birthdays, celebrations or anything like that. But, um, you know, sad to hear that Larry has, has passed on and, and he'll be remembered. And I uh, thoughts and prayers to his, his family, his friends. So, um, boy, um, where were we at guys? Uh, I think we had one last, Oh, one last topic. Yeah. And Kenny was getting all prepared for it. Cause we were talking about before we got on, we wanted to go through and we wanted to take a look at the 2023 
Denver Broncos draft class and maybe give a little bit of rating, a ranking. Maybe we'll do a, a report card, A, B, C, D, or F. And um, where should we start, guys? Should we should we start at the bottom up or should we start uh, from the top down? Uh, Trevor, what are your thoughts? Let's go bottom up. I think that'll be more yeah. exciting if I get the same. Uh, all right. There you go. So starting – I, we'll, we'll take it. Kenny gets the say, man. The, the, are you kidding me? The stepfather coming in here? Of course, man. <laughs> He's got an opinion. We're going with it. Uh, so stepfather, we're going we're gonna to kick it off. Um, seventh round draft pick, Alex Forsyth out of Oregon, offensive line slash center. What are your thoughts on Alex Forsyth and how are you going to grade him? <laughs> seventh round pick made the team. He wasn't practice squad, right? That's true. That's true. I, I think okay, he so, might have you know watched what, give, a little bit from time to time. Obviously, but yeah. don't know too much ab- about him, obviously, but, you know, because he made the team seventh round picks. A lot of times they end up on the practice squad or being released. I'll give him give him a C. I'll be generous on this grade. I'll give him a C. All right. <laughs> uh, Pearl's coming in with her grade already. Um, teacher says D because he has not played. Uh does he get a D from you, Trevor, because he has not played? Or are you given a better grade because he made this roster, like Kenny said? What do you think about Alex Forsythe? Well, I think I'm going to give him a better grade, you know, because I think he might be your starting center next year. Um, so, <laughs> you know, so I think I might give him a little more of a better grade because, you know, that's just kind of the direction that this team may go. Uh, that's not my words. That's George Payton's words. So, I mean, if Sean Payton agrees with that, I don't know. But I don't know if I'd give him a D. I'd probably give him C minus. I'll go a little higher just because. He's probably going to be your starting center next year, likely. All right. Um, boy, I, I would love to pass out an incomplete, but I think I'm going to be in agreement right here with uh, with uh, Michael. He says a C for Alex Forth. I'll just put him right down the middle, man. He made the roster. There was no reason for him to come up and necessarily take snaps. Uh, Cushionberry had one of his best years he's ever had in the league and as a Bronco. Um, that's why he might be getting paid and, being paid by somebody else so hopefully like like they said about cushionberry when uh, peyton first came in he said i think we have our starting center on the roster and everyone went not lloyd cushionberry now they're saying i think we have our, a starting center on our on our roster and alex forsyth hopefully they're right again i'll give him a c as well uh back to you kenny uh jl skinner boise state safety Picked up in the uh, what? What round was that? Round six, sixth round. What are your thoughts on Jail Skinner? Safety, special teams player, guys, or or you got to educate me a little bit on him. Um, no, injured most of the year as he came back. Injured he tore his uh, he tore his pec, so he was injured most of the year. He tore his pec, wasn't able to participate in the combine, wasn't able to participate in training camp, was late coming back in and uh, kind of just worked his way um, into the, uh, I don't know, practice squad slash roster, but I don't know if he got any, a little bit of playing time, I think, in the last game or two, and that was about it. The only reason he's not getting an F is I, I kind of like Boise State in college <laughs> football. I like the blue field. Uh, well, joking aside, I don't like giving F grades, so I'll give him a D because the guy was hurt, torn his pec. Like, like, you know, we'll give him a D. He came back, you said, in the last couple games and played a little bit. I'll give him a D. Again, I didn't see right. too much of him, obviously, so I can't really give a, a serious grade, but I'll, I'll throw Agreed. a D out there as a joke. 
Uh, Michael's just going to give him an F uh, straight up. Uh, probably had higher expectations like a lot of people did, and we were hoping that we could see a little bit more of J.L. Skinner. And Pearl's coming in on an agreement, giving a D to Skinner. Um, what are your thoughts, Trevor? Yeah, I think I'll give him a D plus. I think, you know, he came through. I think he worked his way back, you know, from a serious injury that, uh, you know, could, could have kept him out all season long. I mean, give the guy credit. He came back and he didn't quit. And he, you know, came out there and, and still gave it his all again. It's hard to give some a lot of these guys grades because Sean Payton, just my opinion, did a poor job of really getting these rookies involved. I mean, I know mm. this guy's a sixth round draft pick, but I mean, you guys like Riley Moss, Marvin, Mims, the other guys we're gonna get to just a poor job of getting these rookie guys involved more with this team. I mean, again, you if this is what you're gonna have to go through in the draft, and you want and you're gonna go more to the younger route and uncontrollable players, you're gonna have to commit to that going forward. And this is all these first year guys. You could benefit that off this season if they would have played more snaps going into year two. Oh, they're not much better. Well, now you didn't play them as much. A lot of these guys play special teams. Now they're going to have to learn next year because they're probably going to be more counted upon because of where the, your cap situation is at and where lack of draft capital you have. So for me, I gave him a deep flush just for coming back from a major injury. And I think he uh, did all right on special teams. Yeah, I'll, you know what? I'll just go ahead and I'll give him. I mean, it's so tough to grade. I'll put him in the exact same. Uh, spot basically i'll, I'll give him a, a c minus you know again a guy that i i hope can come in and show potential um graham's coming in here and saying he's going to be a career backup with Locke and stearns on the roster um, i hope stearns can stay healthy enough and come out there and play well enough um that he he does keep jl skinner um you know as a backup role uh, that's what we want out of that year's draft quite honestly when when we went up and got caden stearns so um, that being said, um, yeah, um, C minus for me. Expect to see a lot more. I, I do got to say, you know, it's funny that the coach gets a little bit of uh, flack for, you know, maybe pulling a Stidham for Russell Wilson, but then everybody wants to see Alex Forthside, you know, Riley Moss, JL Skinner put in there. Now, that means you're pulling out other guys that uh, were doing quite well at that point and putting them in position and, and, when you're still in it down the stretch, that's a really tough thing to do. But I understand maybe that last game, we could have seen a lot more of some of these guys. A lot more, including a guy like Riley Moss. Why don't I kick it off with you, Trevor? What are your thoughts on Riley Moss? And I'll come back around to Kenny. Again, another guy that I just felt like should have seen the field more. Again, I know you, we love Fabian Moreau and what he's done here. But again, he's a free agent. You are you know the situation you're going into probably this next, next year where you're going to have these these guys you traded up for. I mean, let's let's. Here's the thing, value wise, you traded up for for Riley Moss. You traded up for Marvin Mims. But for, why did you trade up for him if they're not even going to see the field? I mean, special special teams. That's all. That's the only way you're getting them involved. That's just again to me, it's concerning. I give Riley Moss probably. I, I'll give him a C minus. I think I think he was fine. Uh, I think going forward next year, again, hit him. Moss and Forsyth and Mims, those three men in particular, I think will have a lot bigger roles next season. So we'll get a, a chance to really see them kind of flourish um, just with that, where the roster's at and everything kind of being in question right now. Um, but I think rather Moss, I think he has a chance to be a good corner. Um, you know, I think he, we could actually see him on the other side of Patrick Sertan possibly next year. I mean, we're going to have to see what Denver does in the offseason, but that's a very, very real possibility. I agree. I agree. A um, lot of agreement on Riley Moss coming in with the exact same grade. Uh, Michael Ronquillo giving a C minus. Pearl Heater coming in giving a C minus. We had Trevor coming in with a C C minus. 
Yeah, I give him a C minus. C minus. That's what I thought. Yeah. I, okay. And Kenny, what are your thoughts on Riley Moss? Well, a preseason, we did the draft show. When the draft came up, I did draft show with you, Keith, on, on Denver yeah. Bronco Roundup. And I was ecstatic about the Riley Moss uh, pickup. I compared him to – I watch a lot of Big Ten football. And uh, yeah. was I thought he was going to be a great pickup for the Broncos. And uh, compared him to Jason Seahorn type of corner uh, that we had years ago, a few years back yep. on the Giants. But uh, I remember that I thought it was going to be a, a sneaky sleeper pick, but Trevor nailed it with Sean Payton, not, not trying to develop these rookies uh, for some reason. So uh, that being said, you know, I got to give him, I'll, I'll go right down the middle, a C, C grade, uh, you know, preseason, it was an A and then it came down to like probably more closer to a C minus D. So I'll just average it right out to a C overall. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Kenny will expect to get disappointed some more. Um, Michael Ronquillo is coming in here on the grade on this one, saying linebacker Drew Sander gets a C from him. Uh, with Josie Jewell possibly out the door, uh, Drew Sanders, we would have certainly like to get a little bit more look at Drew Sanders. He did get to come in and play the outside linebacker role rather than the inside linebacker role come the out, uh, end of the season. His little bit of time on the inside earlier in the season – well, that was like a Miami game, just for instance. So uh, not a good matchup. Didn't look really good out there early, uh, but did look better in that outside role. But that's not the role he'll be playing next year if he's uh, playing on the field. He'll probably be playing that Josie Jewell role. How do you feel about Drew Sanders, Kenny? And then I'll hit Trevor. Uh, again, I thought this was a good draft pick coming in into, you know, when, when they drafted him on your show. But uh this was a position, and I listen to Kurt all the time. I listen to you guys. The linebacking core was weak on the Broncos this year, and he couldn't get on the field. This is going to be my one grade that I'm going to have to go really low on. Uh, I'll be generous. I'll go D, but it might even be closer to a D minus for me for Drew Sanders. Very good. Um, Kenny, being harsh, Michael's coming in with a C. Kenny's coming in with a D. Pearl's giving him a C plus. Trevor, what are your grades for a one Drew Sanders out of Arkansas? Yeah, before I hit Drew Sanders, I just want to say hey, uh, we moved up for Riley Moss. Uh, traded a third round pick this year. How how viable would that have been to have a third round pick this year for a guy mm. that just didn't really see the field much and was a special teams guy? That's where I'm good, saying that's where I'm marching Sean Payton and Vance Joseph doing that. But but with Drew Sanders, yeah, again, I'd have to agree with Kenny. I mean, I'd have to say I'd give him probably. D- Plus, I would say. I mean, that's that's being a little generous with that. Again, I, I don't think it's entirely his fault. I think again, you found a coaching staff and that really just did not know how to put him in position to be successful. You're trying to be. He's trying to be a middle linebacker at one point. Then he's trying to be a guy that goes after the quarterback. Trying to be an edge rusher. I mean, where what are you trying to do with him? You just don't know what you're going to do with him. And, and I think that really, for as a rookie, bringing a rookie into the NFL, you're gonna you have to know what why are you why are you drafting this guy? What is his role? You can't keep. Move him around all the time and expect him just to have success. That's just not going to happen. And mm-hmm. so for me, Drew Sanders, it's a D plus, but it's not. I don't think it's his fault. And but again, you're going to have to see him. So the guy's going to might have to step up next season because Joe's Jewel might not be back. So I mean, a lot of these draft picks we're talking about didn't see a lot of the field this year. Now I mean, next year's a lot of. I mean, next year's probably going to be a lot of year, most of the year of growing pains for a lot of these guys. 
That's fair. That's fair. I listen to you guys, both your points, but I'm going to take the flip side on this coin, man. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give him a B minus, maybe even a B, because here's a guy that, like you said, was played for a coach that didn't really allow any of these rookies to hit the field. He hit the field early, like I said. He looked bad. He had to completely transition his game and learn a, a different position. Comes back at the end of the year, looks decent playing in that in that position. Didn't look bad. Certainly didn't give up big plays or or cause any big mistakes that uh, cost the Broncos anything. So here's a guy that transitioned his position. Now the big question, like you said, Trevor. Can he transition back? Can he move back to the middle? Can he be that guy for us next year? I like the, the fact that he got, found a way to get himself on the field and learn completely learn a different position and did well at it. So I'm hoping that that gives him the ability to learn the position of that middle linebacker, something that he struggled with early this year, and come back next year and be solid at it like he was this year at the end of the year in a different position. So... um Young Tyrone's coming in and saying, giving a C plus. Um, so, you know, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, appreciate, I think that's a little bit more online. Like I said, I think he he did quite well. I think he did quite well. So moving along, guys, final, final one. Second round pick, number 63 overall, Oklahoma wide receiver Marvin Mims Jr. I do got to point out that he did end up making the Pro Bowl as well. So, I'm going to start off with Kenny, man. What your what were your thoughts for Marvin Mims Jr. and the Denver Broncos this year? I thought uh, thought it was a great pick in the draft, second round. You needed a you know that type of playmaker style wide receiver uh, early in the season. You saw them take some deep shots, and then you saw it dwindle away a little bit. They used them in special teams. Mike Westoff, got to give the guy props. I love. told you guys you were going to love Mike Westoff as your special teams coordinator. You did. He's done a great job with, with the special teams, in my opinion. And putting Marvin Mims back there gives him another, gives him another position-type element he can play. Uh, Marvin Mims is going to get an A-minus for me. And the reason why it's not higher is he didn't crack that starting lineup over Judy. You mm. know, I know it's not, you know – Judy's still in there. You know, he was still little, little Jordan Humphrey was getting more playing time. It would have been a plus if he would have been a steady contributor on that offense, but special teams is why I give him an a and I'll go a minus. Nice. Nicely done. Kind of like Clayton here coming in a little bit later saying, Hey, Hey guys, smash that like and share guys. And yeah, Clayton, I don't promote us enough, but Denver Bronco roundup. It's, this is the podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. You can catch us on pod, Apple Podcasts. You can catch us over on Spotify. Man, we appreciate everybody that's jumped in here. And Clayton is one of those guys that's been a great supporter of us and a great supporter of the KNK Sports Show now, too, man. So Absolutely. thank you, Clayton, thank so you, much. Clayton. We appreciate Um, We'll get into a couple more grades on here. Pearl was given Mims an A. Um. Graham's coming back in saying Mims improved throughout the year, early struggles on special teams, A minus grade, wanted more from him on offense. Uh, young Tyrone coming in here and saying Marvin Mims, B plus, trade Judy, make him the number two wide receiver. Um, Trevor, what are your thoughts on one Marvin Mims Jr.? 
Yeah, so I might be a little bit kind of down on this grade, but I'm going to go B for Marvin Mims. Again, he made a pro bowler. Give him all the credit in the world. I mean, man, it's it's really hard to come in rookie and be that much of an impact at where he was drafted at and where Sean Payton really didn't commit to him early on. He was A lot of times he's on the sidelines. Once again, it's not his fault that I'm giving him this grade. Um, but he, he found a way to be impactful, even if he wasn't a part of the offense heavily, and they weren't for, you know, feeding him the ball. Um, so – you know, again, for B for Marvin Mims, I think Marvin Mims has a lot of upside. Again, my question is, how can you get him involved in the offense? And, uh, you know, that's going to be a question with a lot of these rookies. How can you get him involved with the team in general? You guys, are, we're going to have to start doing this. You have, I think, one of the oldest rosters in, in the NFL. You're going to have to start tra- transitioning to these rookies eventually, these second-year guys. Does Sean Payton want to do that? It remains to be seen, but it's, it's a concern for mine, go, for me going forward, because we need to start seeing that. And, again, one more note on Drew Sanders. Uh, one of the his length, I really like his length. I really like his upside. Again, if the coaches can just let him play, let him work through his struggles, I think he can be a real solid middle linebacker. And I think he's one of the most linebackers that we haven't seen Denver have in a while. The guy who can maybe cover tight ends better than Josie Joel and just be more athletic and lengthy. You need those type of uh, that type of size at middle linebacker. So it'll be interesting to see what the, what uh, Sean Payton and the rest of his coaches do with these rookies. But need to see more next year for sure. Absolutely, man. Uh, d- Across the board, disappointment that we didn't see more from these rookies, uh, more throughout the season, sprinkled in here or there, more in preseason, more towards the very end, especially the last game when when basically all hope was lost. You came in with a 6% chance, which is you know so bad that it wasn't even worth even considering that we had a chance to make the playoffs, so I got it. That should have been an, an all-rookie uh, all uh all um practice squad type of uh game in my opinion if if you really wanted to because you just need to see what you have at some point and get yourself prepared um want to hit a couple more comments before we got out of here clayton's coming in here saying i still have high hopes for jerry judy just need to use him for his talent and he needs to stay healthy um man for a number one draft pick top of the pick uh, top of the draft guys i'm gonna ask kenny and i'm gonna just get kenny's opinion on this i'll get a different one for trevor kenny because of the outside perspective what are your thoughts on jerry judy is it a is it a just a bad match in denver does a change of scenery completely change jerry judy is it you know new coach new scheme new quarterback what 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 is Jerry Judy for someone with an outside look? Outside look, I've seen, you know, I, I think he should stay on the Broncos because I think it, it's more mental than than physical on the field, and I think you can fix mental. I mean, you've seen mm-hmm. him drop easy passes. That sticks in your head. He got rid of that. Then he forgot to keep his feet in bounds. You know, there was just off by – something off by inches – and I, that can be fixed in the offseason, and I think he can come back. There's a reason why this guy was picked where he was picked in the first round. You've seen this guy get open quite often this year, and Russ takes shots at him, and it just didn't connect. But, you know, I think you stick with him and, and you know, make him your, your big threat wide receiver. I, I do from an outside perspective. I know that might not like be the popular choice, but that's the way I'm I'm thinking. I like him. No, I, I 
to be honest, like I said, that outside perspective, it's what we need. Sometimes we're a little bit too engrossed. We can take a look at your roster maybe sometimes a little bit and and have a different perspective, um, especially when we're not all caught up in the drama of things uh, from day to day. That's what a lot of times we have going on sometimes here in the, at the Mile High City. I'll throw this one over to Trevor. Young Tyrone's coming in here and says, does anyone know if Sutton is going to stay? And how would you feel if Tim Patrick as a number one wide receiver? Yeah, I mean, I think they have to keep Sutton. I think you don't have a lot of talent in the wide receiver room in general right now. I mean, that's that's a that's a hole that you have to fill this offseason, find somehow, some way to fill that. Maybe it's down the, down the board a little bit because depending on the quarterback position, that's got to be number one regardless. Um, but, yeah, I think that definitely – uh, bring back uh, Sutton. I think you're gonna have to restructure his contract now, and he's gonna have to be willing to do that. If he's not willing to do that. They may just straight out cut him. I mean, I don't. I just it's just something that we may. That's where we're at right now as a team. That's why you spent all that all that money last off season, and just I just thought it was irresponsible as we're going, you know, throughout down this off season. And if we start seeing these guys like Cortland Sutton, Justin Simmons, Gary Bulls not be on this roster. Okay, well then, why are you were so irresponsible with the cap last year? Why now we're just in the cap situation we're in now? That's just every I think, and I think you have to bring something back. In my opinion, you don't have a lot of flexibility unless someone drops you in the draft. But again, free agency becomes comes before the draft, so you would like to get those guys in place before the draft so you can go best player available. Um, you know, as far as uh, what was it, the other guy, uh, Tim Patrick? Sorry, uh, Tim yeah. Patrick. Yeah, I mean he'd be he'd be a guy that I would wouldn't mind having back as my number one. I think that would be that would not be ideal, and I just think because a guy you try you're relying on a guy to be your number one receiver after he was gone for two years straight with with a you know big time injury again not his fault but you're relying on him to be your number one. I think it's a lot to ask for a guy like Tim Patrick, who again is going to be one of those guys that you're going to have to decide if you're going to bring him back or not. Like we touched on last show, he's a guy that they could release and save about ten million dollars on, uh, and if he doesn't restructure his, his deal to come back to Denver, so. Be interesting to see what happens, but uh, with the wide receiver room, but you're gonna have to get younger there. You're gonna have to get more flexibility. You're gonna have to get more, uh, you know, younger talent and more control with those guys, uh, mm-hmm. like Marvin Mim type players. Again, you're gonna need those bigger receivers. Depends on where the draft goes as well as as uh, neighbors drop to you, uh, Duinze, those type of guys. Do they drop to you at twelve? Um, so a lot of just a lot of different scenarios come into play when making these decisions. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what they do with Jerry Judy again. What are you going to get back for Jerry Judy if you trade him? Is it, if, is it a fourth or fifth round draft pick? If it's not, then, I mean, if it's higher, then maybe they move on from him. But I think Sean Payton really likes Jerry Judy. I don't think he wants to move Jerry Judy. If he wanted to move Jerry Judy, I think he, would, he might have done it the, uh, the trade deadline this past year. Yeah, he might have. <laughs> he also might have been Russell Wilson. <laughs> that, yeah. that, that's, a, that's another story another day, guys. Um, my thoughts, young Tyrone, and, and just a, a thought out there, guys. I'll, I'll get into the offseason as we continue through this week to week and day to day. By the way, Denver Bronco Roundup every Tuesday, every Friday, every Sunday, all 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. So we appreciate you guys tuning in and, and being part of the show and catching us as much as you possibly can. Share us out there to all your friends. But that being said, my thought, young Tyrone, is I think they're going to use either Jerry Judy or even Cortland Sutton to package with a draft pick to move up in this in, in this draft. I don't know if that's going to be in the second round to get into the second round, you know, by packaging them with a third round pick. I don't know if it's going to be a first round to move up. But my thoughts are that one of the two of those wide receivers will be packaged with a draft pick in order to move up. That's just my 
that's my little um i don't know tinfoil hat theory though to to start off so um excuse me take that guys um i just wanted to jump in here hit a few more comments guys we have uh clayton coming in here saying all you guys do a great job absolutely love it keep doing what you're doing we keep doing it what we're doing because of guys like you clayton thank you so much and and everybody in here uh that's how that supports us so um Graham's coming in here and saying a uh, shout out to KJ Hamler for signing with the Bills, by the way. Nicely done. Nicely done. Uh, Michael Ronquillo getting us all riled up for some uh, draft talk that we'll have to push off to another day. Jaden Daniels will change wide receiver Jerry Judy's NFL career. He is the Broncos NFL draft pick. I am calling it now. It happens. I like it, buddy. Um, how about this? Trevor for wide receiver one. I used to play tight end in high school. I think yeah, I should right. be a tight end right now. I mean, that's a hole right now. I, I mean, I can. I'm a vertical threat uh, tight end. I mean, I could block. Well, I could block a little bit too. <laughs> nice. nice I, was, I was tight end in high school too, but I'll be tight end three. So keep the you tight end two, and we'll have a whole tight end room. Uh, you know, I, the funny thing is, is I played uh, offensive tackle. So you know, I always wanted to play tight end, but I, they just at the time, believe it or not, you wouldn't be able to tell from the way if you guys saw me in public now you wouldn't be able to guess but i was too big to be out there playing wide receiver or tight end or running back or anything of skill position because so i was forced to the interior so let flex me out the tight end i love it kenny we let's 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 run it let's run it so i ran good routes but i and i had solid hands but i didn't have speed so that's why i was that's why they put me at tight end i was a little undersized for a tight end but I still made it. I still did all right. I like it, buddy. I like it. I th- we need to, man. We need to. So um, I was just checking the comments, guys, because I saw, uh, and I'll, I might have to go back real quick. I, I, I'll make sure that we're not uh, missing anything. First, Facebook stars here. Uh, that's what Michael Ronquillo. Michael, I'm looking. I don't see them, but if it happens to be the case, I appreciate it, man. Um, appreciate Keith, it a ton. Well, so. Yeah, I'll tell you. Uh, absolutely, Michael. Thank you for doing that for Keith. Uh, it shows up on Facebook, so it doesn't show up on StreamYard or... Well, yeah, and I'm stream. looking off to the side, and I just don't see it right but, off the bat. Yeah, so like, I would, um, I'll, if see, I'm missing I'll see it. the stars come up if I'm in the chat, like in the Facebook chat. I'll see it come up. Yep. Just yep. So yeah, but I'm, I'm looking for it, but I'm... Oh, there we go. It was from Clayton coming in here with his 10. Um, Clayton, if this, if this 10 is in relationship to anything, please let me know, man. I'd love to get that comment on the air, man. Maybe he's just giving us a 10 because he came in here and dropped a hundred stars guys. So we appreciate that a ton, Clayton. Thank you. Thank you so, so much, man. We love the Facebook stars. We, we love the, uh, the, uh, the, what YouTube, uh, super chats as well, guys drop them both, man. We appreciate it so much. Helps us out a ton uh appreciate it appreciate it appreciate it clayton it's been a while since we had some uh stars and then he's jumping in here and saying yeah i sent them clayton you sure did and appreciate you guy appreciate you appreciate you appreciate you kenny i'm gonna start off with closing thoughts from you because a we didn't give you near enough time to talk about you all the great things that you do all the great stuff that you're doing let alone coming over here being the stepfather over on the denver bronco roundup we appreciate you a ton, Kenny. And Kenny, take it away with a little bit of closing thoughts and a little bit of maybe, you know, a little teaser for what you got going on in the K&K Sports Show. 
my closing thoughts, I want a 15-second uh, answer from both of you. We forgot – I think you forgot a rookie, Jaleel McLaughlin. Oh. Oh. So I'll go with – my grade is going to be solid A, undrafted rookie, Youngstown, Youngstown State. Mm-hmm. Not only made the team, contributed all year long. The only reason he's not an A-plus is because he isn't the starting running back. But solid contributor, easy – Solid A for me. Great story. Uh, Keith, I'll go to you next. Yeah, Jaleel McLaughlin, not a guy that I saw coming up and taking the position that he did. And he went out there. I'll be honest. I was I was down on Jaleel McLaughlin. I was not, not necessarily thinking that he could fit the bill. So for him to completely flip my mind, yeah, I got to give him an A. I was thinking about A minus, but to to flip my mind to to look at a guy and say I don't think he has it, and then go out there and perform the way he did, yeah, he gets an A in my book. What are your thoughts, Trevor? Yeah, I mean, I, again, I, I think I agree with you guys. You know, I think A minus in my book. Again, this is a guy undrafted, but not only just for this year, also. I mean, like, I mean, he made a huge impact on this team this year, running the football when he was out there. Again, a guy that I thought Sean Payton should have went to sooner. I mean, just, just, you know, just realizing that Javante maybe don't have it this year. I mean, if he, if Javante don't have it this year, then go to Jalen McLaughlin. Get him involved more. I mean, again, you're starting to see this guy. You're high on him. Well, let's start adjusting to him sooner. Adjustments. The guy. It's got to be start coming sooner from Sean Payton. You're a veteran head coach. Let's. I mean, let's. It's time to start acting like it at times. I just feel like he gets lost in that little bit sometimes. Not not too much of a cheap shot, at Sean Payton. Just that's truth. But uh, no, I think Jalen McLaughlin. I mean, for me, he, he's another guy that again with Sanders, Mims, all these other guys, Bradley Moss. All these guys, they're going to be big impact players next season. I, I, you know, you hear, you heard it right here. These guys, these guys are going to impact this team in more ways than we, I think, than we can we realize now. Next season, I think we're talking about these guys impacting a lot more and probably a lot better grades for these guys because I think they will, they will have to see the field with where Denver is at. You know, with the cap situation and the draft capital, they were going to start seeing the field. I think we're going to start seeing that with Jalen McLaughlin. Hopefully, now I'm hoping Javante's back. Full, to full health, but yeah. Jill McLaughlin, Javante Williams, maybe that's a pairing that we might see going forward. I agree, man. I agree. Guys, I also agree that we are rounding out to the end of our podcast. Uh, went a little bit over, but hey, you guys were fantastic th- today, so uh, thank you so much. This has been the Denver Bronco Roundup Podcast. We're brought to you by the Rocky Mountain Sports Network. Make sure that you're following Rocky Mountain Sports Network Uh, whether it be on Facebook, whether it be on YouTube, whether it be over there on X. And we have different pages for all your different sports. We cover all the Colorado sports teams. So whether it be Broncos, Avalanche, Rockies, or Nuggets, we got you 100% covered. Of course, check out RockyMountainSN.com. That's RockyMountainSN.com. That's the website. That's where you can find great articles from guys like Trevor, who uh, just put one up just this last week and is still very relevant if you're wondering exactly what we might be doing as far as quarterback this offseason. That being said, guys, thank you so, so much. Obviously, big, big shout-out to Clayton coming in here, dropping stars. It's been a while since we've had that, guys. And, uh, boy, I could use maybe some a tan or something like that, you know, and get a little bit of uh, powder for this head so I'm not so ghostly white and don't have to cover it up with my hat. And, uh, Clayton, you might have been able to get that done for me, so I appreciate it so much. Guys, we, we come at you again every Sunday every Tuesday, every Friday, 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Always just check us out on Rocky Mountain Sports Network over on YouTube. That's our preferred platform. Don't forget, we got that giveaway, guys. So 
whether it be the uh, the memorabilia piece from training camp this last year or whether it be that well I got it right here if you want to see it again this is it you got John Elway all packaged up starting lineup via 1998 we're going to throw that in the package as well we're going to get that out to you so winner over on YouTube that's how you get entered guys been a fantastic show. Can't wait to get into more and more off-season talk. Can't wait Can't wait to have the stepfather back for another episode. It's been way too long. Appreciate Kenny and the K&K Sports Show. You guys absolutely rock it over there. Been doing fantastic, buddy, and I just keep bringing it show after show after show. Doesn't matter if it's Giants, Broncos, all sports, wits and wagers. Check out this K&K Sports Show, everybody. You won't be disappointed. Um Got a few last oh, ones. Breaking news, Keith. We're doing a giant yes, show sir. tomorrow, 8 p.m. Eastern time, so 6 p.m. Mountain time. If anybody wants Got to come it. out and talk a little Giants, I know it's the Broncos fans here, but come hang out with us. We're going to do some Giants football. New York I like style. it. I like it. Absolutely, man. You get that little East Coast flair. We love it, man. Um, guys, jump over there. Just take a look. You'll probably find me over there in the comments as well because I'm hanging out all the time. Um Pearl Heater saying, I love the offseason. And Michael Ronquillo saying, Broncos country, this is the way. That being said, our outro, guys, keep your feet in the stirrups. Keep your guns in your holsters. Keep the Broncos in your heart. Till next time, guys, we're out of here. Thank you so much. Have a great night.